Chris, the hairons are back. Welcome everybody to episode number, I don't even know because I can't see the screen. As 93, always, baby. I, 93, 93. 93. As always, I am your host, Daniel Granada. And alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? We didn't lose. And my no. man with the and my man with the tremendo cojones got man of the match. So come on, huevos de hierro Miller, definitely man of the match. So that was always fun to see. And um, man, I kind of wish I would have stuck with my gut because I wore the kissing sister shirt last episode. I felt like this is gonna be a draw, but once it you came down sense. to it, I was like, I was like, no, nah, man, I have a feeling that we're gonna somehow pull out one or two, and um, you know, we did it. But I mean, I guess we're gonna get into it now. Um, overall assessment: What did you think of the starting eleven? Uh, I, I mean, I again, I don't like when Ben Krem doesn't start. I don't like that. I'm not a big fan of that. Um. That was probably the only gripe I had. I mean, the Joseph, you can go one way or the other with Joseph, you know, but I think that just to get a vibe off of the fan base, I think everybody's kind of had it with Joseph, right? Like you guys in the chat, have you guys had it with Joseph? Have you had it with Joseph, Danny? Or um, with or a what? game like this, look, uh, we said last episode, or I, I was telling you that I thought that Nashville was going to come in here, not really worried about winning i think they were just going to focus in on not losing and it kind of yeah. ended up playing out that way they really it looked like they didn't care about winning they just wanted to make sure that they got a point out of this and that's how yeah. they played and when you're playing against somebody like that i feel like you need that big target man that can kind of just one time it or you could just find them in the box big body and just get a shot off with by making space with his body or even finishing yeah. off with a header but they try to build up the, the middle of the pitch a lot and yeah. it wasn't working because they were clogging everything up. They were playing with like 37 guys in the box. Like we were finding no chances in that final third. So I felt like, okay, let's try to bring it out wide and then swing it in. Yeah. But in reality, who are you going to swing it into? Joseph yeah. can't finish with his head. Messi can't finish with his head. Like, so I, I felt like Campana would have been good to have on there early on. But, um, you know, I'm not necessarily giving up completely on Joseph. I know I probably should be because I feel like I say this every week. But <laughs> for the style that we needed today, I think Campana would have been a better option. Well, and I want to mention a couple comments here. Richard Greenberg just chimes in, says you still got a valuable point tonight, which is valid, right? Uh, we're, we're, not, we're not getting zero. We got one, so we're moving up a, a tad. I see a couple people mentioned that Chicago lost, so that's great. Now, upside down with Chris is mentioning, man, today was boring. That's you know, Gary Smith ball. You ever heard of people talk about Neville ball? That's Gary Smith yeah. ball. That's what, that's what he does. If you look back at Nashville, they, they rely on Andy Mukhtar to, to score a random goal here or there, and then they just defend all game long. And that's just what you get with Nashville. Well, and, and I don't want to say today was boring, but I do understand where he's coming from because in comparison to the every single game that Messi has ever played with a ball and a pink jersey, obviously, yes, this was a, a very boring game. Mitch Ra Mitch Rodriguez mentions, I'm dying to see a Farias Campana Messi front three. That would be fantastic. And 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 one more comment I want to go over is which is Lucas. I gotta mention this. I don't see Joseph extending with us after the season. He is gone. Listen, yeah, Lucas. I agree. Listen, I'm gonna tell well, you agree, but I guarantee you that if he had the opportunity, he'll extend for five dollars in an arepa. 
Like no. he's willing to stay here for whatever it takes. No, or am I wrong? No, you think he's he going to get a fat he, check after this? No, he's not going to get a fat check, but I, I do think he's not going to be brought back for two reasons, obviously. One, the fact that Campana is still going to be considered a young DP, I believe, next season. He is a, a must on this roster because of the flexibility yeah. it gives us to sign other uh, young players. And two, Luis Suarez, I still think, is going to end up on this team. And if Campana's already here, Luis Suarez is going to be the starting striker while Campana comes off the mm-hmm. off the bench. There's no room for Joseph. So I, I do think that Joseph is gone after this season. Hopefully he can earn himself a, a decent contract by, you know, doing something at the end of this year. But we'll see. Yeah, um, I mean, I, that's, what I'm, that's what we're hoping for, you know. Yeah, so I, I noticed this also. I noticed it on, on my way home. I saw Messi frustrated after the game. And it looked like I, I was listening to last episode. We had Tim on from Club and Country. And, or no, I'm sorry. It was Uncle Mad that brought it up that Dax McCarty had a, a, a podcast where he explained the whole exchanging of jerseys with Messi after I the game. And he, said, and he said uh, that Mukhtar had told him, like, don't worry about it. You get it today, and I'll try to get it when we play them a week or so later. Well, it looked like Mukhtar went right up to Messi as soon as that final whistle blew to try to get that jersey. And Messi was so frustrated he wasn't having it. Now... I would assume that maybe in the tunnel or something, maybe he'll look for him and do it. But yeah, I, that wasn't the time to ask him because that's the first time Messi's frustrated after a final whistle. Well, that's the first time he hasn't walked away with a dub, mm-hmm. right? Like clear cut. I mean, we're talking about it was a struggle. And I, I mentioned to you uh, during the game that I felt like the first half was a little chippy. It was a little chippy. You could tell that Nashville was not happy with uh, with the result of the last game. So they said, we're going to make a couple people pay. No, and I think that they figured we're going to hold on tight. And in the second half, we'll bring on Mukhtar. And we'll hope that he brings some magic, which he almost did. That offside goal that they called, I looked at the replay. That was offside by like a hair. It was offside, but barely. Like he almost made the difference in that goal. And the two corner kicks that they had in like the 94th, 95th minute, Ooh, just because we are so bad at set pieces or at least defending them, I was really, really worried that we were going to give up a late goal. Or when they went and reviewed that handball at the yes. very end, I was like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? Like, I really thought that there was a chance that we might lose this game. But, um, but luckily, we came away with a point. Yeah, for sure. And and let's just go over a little bit. Let, let's go over the, the game a little bit. So just looking at the game, right? And and we, you know, you talked about the, the starting lineup. And so we had Yedlin. We had uh, Baby Aviles. We had uh, Tremendo Cojones Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordi Alba. We had Dixon Arroyo. We had... Um, Busquets. Yeah, we had Busquets. And Gomez uh, in the midfield. Yeah, Gomez in the midfield. We had uh, Taylor, and then we also had Messi, and then we had Joseph. Mm-hmm. Now, did you did you like the starting lineup? I don't know if you mentioned if you liked the starting lineup or not. I feel like Gomez is getting a bad rep because Kremaski looks so good. So I feel for him because I feel like that adds to the fact that he hasn't played as well as people were hoping. I don't think he had a bad game per se today. I really didn't. Yeah. But but I would like to see Kremaski out there before him. So I would prefer Kremaski start. And then if you're going to sub off 
Arroyo. Then you bring in Diego Gomez. When Diego Gomez came in, my understanding was that he was a six. Or maybe he could yeah. play at the, at the role of an eight. So go ahead and sub him in for Arroyo. If Busquets needs a breather, then you bring in Diego Gomez. But I'm not, yeah. this whole interchangeable Kremaki for Gomez, I'm not really feeling that. I feel like Kremaki should be there every single game. He should start. And don't tell me that you're resting him. If Messi doesn't need to rest, Kremaki doesn't need to rest. I understand that Kremaki runs a lot more than Messi, but Kremaki yeah. also just came out of the womb like two or three years ago. Like he has fresh legs. Let the man yes. run. So I don't think that this kid needs to rest. Just let him start. I, I think it's gotten to the point where I get frustrated when he doesn't start. Well, and he plays both sides of the ball pretty effectively, right? Like he's an effective defender. He's effective on offense as well. He plays patient enough for, for a younger guy too. It's it's something that you're not really accustomed to. I mean, like for example, David Ruiz to me seems like more of a firecracker with the ball because he's kind of like, let's go, right? Yeah. But Karamaski, it seems like he's willing to wait. Shout out tonight. It's a, it's a, 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 I'm sorry, guys. So, so, yeah, something's going on with my computer. I can't see necessarily the comments. 427. But I yeah, 427 yeah. in Nigeria. Shout out to you, Iodeji. Yeah. You are out That's here. Awesome. We we are out here. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like Kremaki needs to go ahead and he needs to start consistently. And now I'm gonna present you with this question because I know you are anti-benching Robert Taylor. Yeah. How are you feeling about Robert Taylor still starting over Farias? Are you getting closer to wanting to see Farias starting over there at left wing? I want to see Farias play, but, like, I don't know if I'm ready to see him play over Taylor. Who would like, he play over then? Like, but, okay, so my question is, what was the difference in the first two, three games in strategy and in placement that the coach made in difference to what's been happening recently? Like you why mean as far as Robert Taylor that, goes? Yeah, why is it that Robert Taylor for the first three games was lights out, and then recently everybody's kind of like, well, he's kind of in Alba's way, which I can I, I I see it, I get it, uh, but what what was it that uh, I'm going to tell you shine I, at that time? I I think there's several reasons. One reason is that Messi had first gotten here, and people were paying too much attention to Messi, and they didn't realize what Robert Taylor could do in open space. So that he's not finding that open space anymore. Yeah. Second, since Jordi Alba came in, he's dominating that left side. So Robert Taylor is having to move in a little bit. And when Robert Taylor plays the ball into the middle of the pitch, he just isn't as effective. I think he's yeah. better when he's out wide and then he works his way in from that left deep left flank into the box to find somebody in the center or to one time it if he gets off a pass. But I think that he's just not as comfortable owning that left side like he was those first couple games before Alba showed up. I think Alba kind of, I don't want to say he ruined Robert Taylor, but I, I do think that Robert Taylor, the freedom he had to move on that left side, completely went away with Jordy Cameron, and that's why he's not being as effective. Well, and a lot of people are kind of agreeing with you, and you're saying that you don't want to say that Alba killed him, but everybody here in the chat is kind of saying the same thing, that they feel like Jordy Alba is essentially neutering or killing Taylor's lane and Taylor's space, which I mean, I get right because Jordi Alba pushes up very well. He's a great passer and he's a great distributor. And 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 there was a comment that was mentioned earlier saying that Farias uh, should play the middle 
more centrally, not out wide, in my opinion, by Sean Callahan. And I, I completely agree with that, especially to make up for the fact that Messi isn't running too much on defense. I think it would be great. Don't be surprised if that game against KC, when we have half our squad out in international duty, that you see Farias running that nine. That he might be oh. that that false nine playing that that mid that middle of the pitch type role. I, I envision that that's what we're gonna see that game. So you might so, get your chance to see him out there. Well, and and so you mentioned that right, and I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about that right for the international duty. It seems like our whole squad, our whole team, our whole roster is getting called up. Like at this point, like who's gonna play? Are you and I going to have to put on a jersey and we're going to have to play for Inter-Miami and everybody else in the chat here? Because oh God, I that, feel that would like be horrible. It would be terrible. I am not a great <laughs> soccer player. So, um, but again, I don't know who's going to be playing for this team. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the, the coach Tata mentioned it the, tonight when he was being interviewed. He said, hey, look, we got a couple players on the first team. We're going to have some players on the second team. We're going to have a team. Uh, obviously, it's going to be missing a lot of players, so on and so forth. I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, generalizing what he said. But we're going to have, like, janitors playing in pink jerseys. No, I, you know, no, I'm I, really I, know I know I'm exaggerating. I, I'm looking forward to that game, actually. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I appreciate and love watching Messi. But I'm kind of looking forward to that game just because so many people are discounting it already. I, I do think we're going to have a good chance to win. I think we're going to see uh, a really amped up team. Hopefully the crowd can be strong when we go out there also. Because, I mean, we, I know we're jumping ahead to that game. It's it's still, Ooh. you know, a week away. Um, but, for example, we're going to have Jordi Alba. He retired from international duty. We're going to have Sergio Busquets. Kamal Miller is going to be gone. Christoph's going to be gone. I, I don't think Aviles got called up to Argentina, did he? I'm not uh, sure. I at this point, uh, it, I'm not. I'm not sure. So, if let's say he didn't, so he's there. You still have McVeigh, which I know isn't necessarily crazy good, but I think he's serviceable as a backup. Then you still have Yedlin. Yedlin didn't get called up. So you have your back four. You have Sergio Busquets. You have Farias playing up top, and then who, who else do we have? Did Dixon Arroyo get called up? I don't think so. We still have Dixon Arroyo. I mean, we have a serviceable squad. Um, Oh I'm man, not, Sean. And Ryan Taylor's still there also. So look, I if it was a better team that we were playing against, I'd be worried. Yeah. But the fact that we're playing against KC and KC isn't necessarily great. I think we have enough to at worst get a draw. But I th I still think we're gonna figure out a way to get a win that game. And that's why I'm looking forward to that game. And I also think that that's gonna be one of those games that everybody's like, wow, that was the funnest game of the year, just because we weren't yeah. supposed to win. And that, that's what I'm looking forward to. I really do think. And uh, Money Matt just chimed in. He said uh, Arroyo got the call up. So Arroyo won't be available. Okay. Well, I guess that sounds like Ulloa is going to be starting next to Busquets then. Oh, my goodness. Or or we're going to have uh, or we're gonna have Gregory or Mota out there in crutches playing, what? playing no, football. What, what happened with Mota? Mota came back early from an injury. He randomly started for – I don't know why he decided to start him randomly. And then – just disappeared again. Did he get injured again? I haven't heard anything. Can somebody in the chat please enlighten me? Did he get re-injured? Is that what happened? Because I don't know what happened to Mota. If they're saving him, I guess they're saving him for this KC game because we're going to need all the depth we can. But um, that, that would be a, a good person to have available also. Well, Ricky Dos Santos Jr. is offering himself to be in goal. So we got that covered, right? Pull them, Calendar, pull them you can be able to go. 
Uh, and then uh, other people were offering like Beckham and Iguain is coming out of retirement. So I think we'll be okay. Uh, I think, we'll I, I, think okay. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Oh, look, no injury, just reassessment. Okay. I, I, I trust money, Matt. So hopefully he gets reassessed and he'll be available uh, next Saturday for the KC game. Because like I said, I do think that we have a good chance to win that game. <laughs> so we'll see. All right. Um, so when we go into this game, were you surprised at all that Nashville didn't try to win? Because let's be honest, that's what it looked like. They, they didn't even bother to try to win. For no, wait, I I didn't hear you. If you finish your question, I I wasn't really surprised. I wasn't really surprised in the way that they played. Somebody joked online that they played like an eight one 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 or whatever. I the middle finger was, as uh yeah as Joe Shaw yes. likes to say. And I, I wasn't surprised because even the guys that were next to us, they were kind of mentioning. You know, these guys, they're, they're not playing to win. They're not playing to lose. They're playing to tie. They're okay mm-hmm. with walking away with a tie. And as, a, as the away team, I think it's perfect, perfectly acceptable to walk away with a tie. Um, well, because I mean, they're in a different it, position than we are. They're already in course. the playoffs. They, they're going to yeah. make the playoffs. So for them walking away with the result away from the home, like on the road, they're good with that. We're the ones that are desperate for points. So we're the yeah. ones that were pushing for the win. So I get why they weren't pushing for it. I think it sucks. I think that yeah. watching that brand of soccer is completely dreadful, but I get it. If I look right now at the standings, actually they're in seventh. They're not necessarily the most comfortable position, but they are nine points clear of 10th place. So, I mean, it's not too bad. And then, Well, I, all right. Well, I have a question for you, and I have a question for the chat, and so I guess the chat will answer just w- w- while you answer. If I was to tell you, without thinking of the position that we're in now with desperation in place of needing to hit the playoffs, right? If I tell you we're going to play Nashville and Hani Mutar and we're going to walk away with a tie against them, would you accept those circumstances? Yeah, I told you I didn't think that we could win these three games. The Red Bulls, I knew were going to be tough because yeah. the Red Bulls press all game long. Nashville, I knew it was going to be tough because they have a great defense and they play the way you saw them play today. Another pain yeah. in the ass game. And then LAFC in LA is just a great team. So I thought that these three ga- if they, if we would have won these three games, I would have told you we would have we were going to go undefeated the rest of the season. If we would have managed to win these three games somehow. Because those are three tough opponents coming up two on the road. I knew we had to lose one of these and I'll take it if we end up just drawing two of them and then winning one, I'll take that also. We can't expect to win every game. If you think about it, well, in the league's but, cup, even though we never lost, uh-huh. we went to penalty kicks against Dallas. We went to penalty kicks against uh, Nashville. Did we go to penalty kicks against anybody else? Was it two or three penalty shootouts? Well, whatever it was, we tied, right? We didn't win every game. We drew. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's not necessarily crazy to think that we can draw games. We haven't won all of them. And you can't expect well, to win the rest either. Well, but you see, this is like Rob Wise's comment. I'd accept it if Messi isn't on the team. That's where like our spoiledness comes in, where we're just expecting like win after win after win. And then Broward Heron comes in with the great comment. Hey, guys, it had to happen eventually, right? And it's true. It did have oh. to happen. And if I forgot about the Cincy game. Thank you. Uh, like you can't see the name on the screen, but somebody said Cincy. Yeah, that was uh, LaRue Douglas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it had to happen at some point. You mentioned it. 
uh, a couple episodes ago. At some point, this was going to come down. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to be this four goal minimum per game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I think if you ask me if it if if uh, if Nashville was the team that was going to give us a tie, would I accept it? I'd say yeah. I, I think it's pretty acceptable against a team like that. No, and I see some people in the chat are saying we need to win our home games. Yeah, I get it. We do need to win our home games. But when a good team comes in and they decide, hey, you're not going to beat us. We might not beat you, but you're not beating us. I get it. You still want to win, but it's a lot harder to win when their focus is just not to let you score. At that point, you have to have some messy magic from free kick, which he had his opportunities, couldn't convert. Or you have to swing it in from one of the wings and then hope that somebody gets ahead on it. But we didn't yeah. have anybody receive the head until Campana came in. And now that we bring that up, are you, what? how do you feel about the substitutions? Because I didn't dislike the substitutions. I disliked that they took so long to come. Like, I don't know why we waited till the 70th minute to put in Campana. Or the 71st minute for Kremaki. Like, why are we waiting that long to sub these guys in? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think that I think that that was a huge error in part by Tata to bring those substitutions in really late, especially like I mentioned before, considering the desperation of how much we need the win versus Nashville needing a win, and for that, those substitutions that happened so late in the game, and it should have happened maybe five ten minutes earlier. Those five ten minutes earlier could have made the difference. I mean, I saw the moment that. Uh, the moment that we subbed out, I believe it was, uh, let's see here. Let me look. The moment that we subbed in, the moment that we subbed in Farias on the 46th minute, automatically was, you could tell that halftime. the pace of the game changed. Yes, it was right after well, halftime, starting the half. Well, that that's how you knew that. I thought that the first half was like, it wasn't yeah. good. Like, he's like, we need a change of pace. So he brought in Farias yeah. for, for Arroyo, I think it was, right? So... He tried, but I don't see why he waited so long for the next ones. Like, at some point, yeah. you got to see, we, we need these three points. Let's put on Ben Kramaski. Let's put on Campana because Joseph isn't just is not being effective here. Joseph had no room to run into any space because there was no space. Yeah. So at that point, you need a striker that can play with his back to the goal, receive the ball, and make his own shot. And Campana is that target guy inside the box. Joseph isn't that guy. Joseph needs space to run into, to get a through ball, to receive yeah. a good service from some. But Nashville wasn't giving you any space to work with. So just Joseph didn't work well there. Why, I don't understand why he waited so long to change him for Campana. But, I mean, whatever. Well, and not only that, but I think if I'm not mistaken, they ended up switching Robert Taylor and they put him on the other side. So I yeah, guess they made the right that side. sort of tactical change in order to sort of free up the space for uh, for Alba, for Jordi Alba. And let me tell you, they were coming towards our way in the beginning of the game in the first half. I didn't really see too much of an issue when they were pushing it up to the left side, even with Robert Taylor there. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit more cluttered, right? You have two ball-dominant players, uh, but... I didn't really see too bad of an issue between those two. No. Um, look, I think Farias it, it does a better job of playing centrally. Uh, I think Robert Taylor is, is, is a true and true wing. When you 
when Tata and Farias himself was asked what position he plays, he said, I'm a forward. Yeah. I could play striker. I could play wing. I could play 10. Like, I could play it all. So I think Farias is just more polished overall. I think Farias will play better on the left side, right side, wherever you need him. So I think that that's why he might be better to put in Taylor, especially since Taylor and, and Alba are in meshing. So um, do you agree? Do you agree with some of these comments that are pe- people are making? Tata is finished. Tata knows nothing. Like, well, those those are just trolls. Come on, there's a lot of you can't take those seriously. People that are kind uh, of throwing shade t- at Tata. I don't know, man. It's a it's a little dry. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, the the chat isn't working perfectly for me today, so I can't keep up with all the chat. But those have to be trolls. I mean, let, let's be real. I understand that Messi was the big difference in the team over the last month. I, I understand that nobody's gonna yeah. deny that. But Tata has had some some you know some work done here also. I mean, there's a reason why when Messi came into the Red Bulls game, a game that we would probably not have any chance to win before Tata came here, we had yeah. the lead. We looked like the better team. So I think that you got to give Tata some credit here. and that, That's just me. I mean, look at what he did with Philly. Okay, so they're going to keep trying to keep a man marked on Busquets this whole time with like Dallas and Orlando. Busi, go ahead, move to the left, give Kristoff this space. Kristoff. You use up that space, you push the ball up as high as possible, and you look for those outlet passes. Those are all things that Tata was doing. So I, I, I'm going to – no way can you blame Tata for any of this. And if you're doing that, I, you, you must be a troll because it, it makes no sense. I understand that Tata – I'm frustrated with how long he took to make these subs. Yeah. But in reality, when you're playing against a team like this, like it would have been very hard to break them down. It, it, just, it just is what it is, unfortunately. Well, and Zayar is is commenting that that Tata feels pressure, I guess, and I I mean I bet he does feel a little bit of pressure, right, from the media, from the press, or whatnot. But I don't know if it's drastic enough at this point for us to be like he's done, right? No, I just don't even bring that up, Chris. What, what's the point? Yeah. Of, he's come on. So uh, and 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 mm-hmm. and and Larue mentions here they be putting Taylor anywhere. Drake better watch out because that's the only position he hasn't played. That's one thing I like about Taylor, man. He's like a five-tool player. He plays just about any position that you throw him in, and he's skilled enough to be able to play any of those positions that you throw him in. So that's that's one of the things that I like about Taylor as well. Well, and that's why Taylor's always going to have, a, a, as long as he wants a, a spot on this squad, I think he's going to have it. They yeah. can move him to right wing back. They can move him to right wing, left back, left wing. They, they'll move him anywhere. He can accommodate. Now, he's not as productive yeah. everywhere, but he can hold his own. When he played right wing back uh, last game, I mean, I, I, defensively, he was getting beat, right? So he's not necessarily who you want back there, but offensively, yeah. he can contribute. So definitely. Now, when you look at shots on target this game, I mean, this was a rough game. We had four shots on target. They had two. So not a lot of scoring opportunities. It was just yeah. a lot of Miami trying to figure out how to break down that low block and Nashville countering when they had the opportunity. Now, let, let's go and let's address Drake. Drake had one or two, I want to say, there was one clear, beautiful. They were coming down our right, so their left, and I, th- I thought that they were going to score for sure, and Drake made that stop. And, and oh, Drake, yes. man, I, this is just not enough you can say about that guy. He's not getting enough flowers because, I mean, he got called up to the U.S. Men's National Team, which is absolutely awesome, but w- I don't know where we would be without Drake. Because, for example, those first two games we won at the beginning of the season, 
I don't know if we win those without Drake because he was leading the league in blocks for uh, for a large portion of the year. There's been was. so many times that Drake has saved our ass that I don't think that he's even though people are talking about him more, they're still not talking about him enough because Drake is that guy and he he. If it wasn't for Messi being on the team, Drake would be team MVP. I mean, I totally agree with that. I mean, and and a lot of people are just starting, especially new MLS fans, they're just starting to learn who Drake Calendar is. And the fact of the matter is, is that you have a lot of people that have been invested in, in Inter-Miami and, and, and MLS at, at some capacity that do know that Drake Calendar is, is a formidable goalie. He's a really good goalie. Uh, he is getting a lot of attention, which is warranted. And I love the fact that now eyes that are outside of the MLS are starting to recognize that he's a pretty good goalie. He can stop a lot of balls. Now, when Nashville was on the counter, Kamal Miller, huge, huge. Yeah. Where was the hierro? Huge. The way he went in for those for that tackle on Mukhtar, when Mukhtar was basically one-on-one with Drake, mm -hmm. to have the balls to go in there, and get a foot on the ball and not get the, that foul called huge. So much props to that. But I thought it was really good to see one Miller busting his ass to get back. And two, Avilis with his long strides getting back. Because if Kristoff is back there, I don't know how high you can play up our defenders because we would have gotten beat a lot more on the counter. But the fact that we had Avilis back there, I think that helped a lot because we felt comfortable pushing the entire team up because we knew we had even just a little bit of speed with Avilis back there to get back. Because Miller isn't the, the, the fastest guy. But no. when he gets going, he gets going, right? He's like a locomotive. And yes. Avilis is just young, and he's just long. So he gets those long strides in. I, I think Kristoff would have had a harder time in this game when they kept trying to beat us on the counter. Well, I do think that Kristoff would have had a hard time because he doesn't he doesn't run with as, with as much gusto as, as Kamal Miller does to get back on defense. I mean, defensively, like at, at the point of turning when people are when, when he's defending players, I think that he's pretty good. But when it comes to catching up and trying to make the run back or trying to trying to be a little bit more versatile in his defending, I think that he's not as great as Miller. And we talked about Miller versus Kristoff before. And I remember we had the argument and I remember mm -hmm. I picked Miller, you picked Kristoff and mm -hmm. for different reasons. Right. But in this game, you started to really see that Miller uh showed why he is considered a, a pretty good defender 100 percent. i i always thought christoph was better in the box kind of uh a little more um i don't know if the word is patient but he he yeah he he was very calm under pressure so i always liked that about christoph but miller man with his distribution and then just the way he's been playing recently yeah that, that's miller's job and and christoph unfortunately is going to be the, the odd man out because obviously obvious is going to start um, so I was looking at shots on target before. So just shots in total. We had 13 shots. They had seven. Uh, nobody yeah. created big chances. And then look how many we had 657 passes. They had yeah. 247. Like we owned the ball. We, we oh, had yeah. had position for 69% of the game. Like it was, it was just like, I, I saw a lot of people in the chat saying it was just a boring game. I don't know if I would word it that way, but it definitely wasn't enjoyable. Um, you know, it was just you got to hope to get uh, a magical moment. Kind of look, look at the first Nashville game when we won the cup. For the most part, we didn't have many opportunities either. It was just that messy magic when he went to the left. And let me tell you something. 
they covered that. Not, not yeah, Nashville they did that. it. They covered that. They yes. they did their homework this time. Nashville did it, and I don't know if people are gonna keep doing it. When every time ne- Messi had the ball and he was pushing it to his left, it was almost like in basketball when I'm guarding somebody that I know is right-handed. So yeah. I position my body to force him to the left. To the left. I yeah. felt like they were beating him, like they were defending him, but like almost ahead of him. It's like, all right, you're gonna have to cut this back at some point because you're yes. not getting this left-footed shot. And I felt mm-hmm. like they kept doing that. And I thought that was interesting. I wonder if people are gonna keep doing that. It's it's they're definitely all over Messi because they, they they got beat with it once and they weren't gonna let that happen again. So that, that was that was uh, interesting also. It's amazing that you bring that up because I thought about the same thing when we were watching the game because they did their homework. It's funny because we just recently played them, so they had to have crunched down and started doing their their research and really watching tape. And what really scares me about this game is Nashville is a pretty good defending team. So I imagine that, and I imagine that there's going to be a lot of other teams that are going to watch this tape and they're going to say, we need to work on this strategy against Messi. Hopefully for them, they think it's going to pan out. I mean, I doubt it because there's other teams that are a little bit weaker defensively, but they did a pretty good job. They did a a pretty good job against Messi. It, It works. When you have the best defensive team in the league, which is Nashville. Yeah. LAFC does not play that way. LAFC will not be parking the bus against us. LAFC is going to be going out for the win. Then KC, KC's just trash. So don't expect anything like that from KC either. Yeah. So Atlanta, worst defense in the league after that. Don't expect anything like that. So I, I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't be too concerned unless, you know, you have a team like Nashville, you know. Um, but yes, I, I did notice that. I thought it was very interesting. I, I you know, I thought it was, it was good on their part. But that's why, like I said, they're the best defensive team. Um, and I, I saw uh, Steve Munoz. I, I did get to see that comment. He said that it was this loss was on Tatanis' tactics. I I thought that more than the tactics, even though I wish he would have worked it wide and kind of, you know, slung it in there, hoping for for a header. Played a little Neville ball, as people used to like to call it. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice if he would have tried that when he saw that nothing else was working. But my frustration with that is more than anything, the late substitutions. I felt like he didn't have to wait that long to bring in Kremaki, to bring on Campana. I think that those subs should have happened a lot earlier. But um, but yeah, I guess tactics, technically, you, you got to switch it up in-game if you see something isn't working, and they didn't really do that. I, and before you transition over to to any other, the next point that you're going to make, uh, upside down what Chris mentions, you guys should start rating players after the match. I've seen this comment a couple times. I think that's something that's pretty cool to do. So I think we might we might do that at some point. I know that there's ratings up online after every single game, but but I think that's something that we can we can be able to consider for sure. Uh, I'll let you do that. I can't rate players. Well, I mean, it depends on their FIFA card, baby. They get they get a <laughs> I can't they get preferential it. treatment if they're gold. No, no, I can't. I can't replace. I, I think it's cool. I'll tell you who I think played well, who didn't. But to get like an actual numerical value for their performance, I can't do that. I, I appreciate everybody that does, and yes. especially those websites that I feel do a really good job. I'm actually looking at one right now, and they and they rated Kamal Miller the highest at eight point two. He was the highest rated player in that game. Obviously, that's why he won Man of the Match. So I definitely yeah. appreciate the websites that do that. Um, but I, I couldn't do that. At least not do it with confidence because, I mean, I, I can't imagine doing that. Well, I mean, if you're asking me to rate them just based on, like, what I thought at face value, like, I'm, I'm going to give them a number. <laughs> but 
I'm not going to sit here and like crunch numbers and be like, well, they passed it 64 times with their left foot. So how are you going to rate them then? Like, but like just the eye test, you know, like I'm not going to sit there and be like, they completed 54% of their passes with their right foot. And blah, 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 blah. like, no, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, guys. Yeah. If that's no, what you, you guys are wanting, that's not happening. But if I you want that. the eye test, I'll give you the eye test. I'll do it. They, they could do the eye test themselves. You do the eye test. I do the eye test. And then we'll come together with like a one to five rating system. I test rating. Yeah, look at Sean. Sean is agreeing. I test rating. Let's do it, baby. Look at Steve Munoz said that you're just going to rate Phil Neville a 10. (laughs) I mean, look, you know, Phil Neville, he did it, bro. He did it. He did it. All right. So um, anything else you want to bring up about the game before we talk about the playoffs? Uh. Well, with the game, like it's like you mentioned, substitutions were made a little too late. I felt like what really helped Nashville was that they cluttered their their defensive side. Uh, it was very packed. Somebody mentioned in the in the comments that they should have tried to spread it out a little bit more on offense, which I agree with. Uh, yeah, should have gone like, wide. Yeah, and I, I feel like it was a little bit clunky. I feel like Joseph didn't really serve. I don't want to say serve a purpose, but I, I don't think that he was as effective. And, and of course, we're talking about a crowded area and on defense. Um, but those are basically my only thoughts. And Kamal Miller's a freaking badass. Tremendo cojones. Yeah, for sure. No, Kamal Miller, look, I uh, he, since the League's Cup started, he's been playing very well. But tonight, man, like, we don't win that game without Kamal Miller, without making that save. Because Mukhtar, he finishes that ball if he gets a, a shot on goal. And uh, no, okay. So Steve Munoz said, let it go. I'm not letting it go. We're making the playoffs, Steve. <sighs> <laughs> this so guy has no, no he has, faith. No, he has no fun. No fun and no faith. He doesn't like cruises. No, he doesn't no. want to look forward to the playoffs. What does this guy do? He, he uh, sits in know. a li- Do you sit in a library all day and read the encyclopedia? <laughs> I used to do that, by the way. When I used to be, when I was grounded, I had to read the encyclopedia. But that's for another day. You should be coming out with some. Uh, is that where you get all your nicknames? That is where I get my nicknames, yes. It's no. from the encyclopedia. So, all right. So, we are 10 points behind Chicago, which has 32 points. We now have 22 points. We have 10 games left and two games in hand. Now, when we had 12 games left, I said we needed to win eight, and we could draw two. Okay? Yeah. So, we are now down to 10 games. We've won one. We drew one. So, now with mm-hmm. 10 games left, we need to win seven and draw one, in my opinion, to make the playoffs. If we do that, I'll be 21, 43, 44 points, which doesn't guarantee us a playoff spot, but we'll be alive. We'll be yeah. alive. We'll be hoping that some teams lose. I still think well, that it's a possibility, but we need to well, draw or beat LAFC. We can't lose to them. Yes. that No, that's a fact. And and Guskeki is, is mentioning here we need to win 8 out of 10. Do you think that, that that's fair, Danny? 8 out of 10? I think if we could win 7 and draw 2, which is very similar, right? Almost the same yeah. thing, but... Uh, I, I think seven and you draw two. You can only, okay, let me rephrase it. You can only lose one game. Win seven and you can lose one. Now, which is the one that you're going to lose? We are going to play probably three games without Messi. Yeah. And that KC game is going to be rough. But because KC sucks, I still have faith that we're going to win that game. But it, it is going to be tough, 100%. But the LAFC, I don't want to say it's a must win because I always said we, we could afford two draws. Yeah. These are probably. Nashville and LAFC are probably the two toughest com- uh, games that we have coming up in the, in, uh, the rest of the season. Let me double check now. Um, so well, if we and can at least get a point out of this, 
I'll feel pretty good. Well, and I mean, you don't have to just consider that, though. I mean, Zahid's mentioning here other teams will trip up. You're also That's banking true. on other teams sort of fumbling the ball later. I mean, look at today. And we play Chicago. those teams. Yep. So le, le, bear with me, uh, listeners and viewers, while I run down the schedule. Let's LAFC on Sunday. We need at least a draw there, okay? If we lose, I still don't think it's the end of the world, but a win or a draw there. Then we have KC. KC sucks, okay? I don't care that we have nobody playing. We're going to win that game. KC sucks. Then we have Atlanta and Atlanta. Messi's not playing that game either, probably. But Atlanta, worst defense in the league, I think we have a chance to win that game. Then you have Toronto. Uh, they're right of uh, actually they're they're tied for last with us. So I'll, yeah, I'll tell you where I'll tell you where Toronto's. They're they're tied with last with us. Yep. Right. Then we have Orlando. That's a tough game in Orlando. Rivalry game. I said we could lose one. They're currently I in hate, third place. I, I, I hate to say it, but maybe we lose that one. That's the one that I think that maybe we lose. Then we have Houston for the U.S. Open Cup. That's something different. Then we have yeah. NYCFC. They haven't Which looked they're good. They're ahead place. of us. They're right above they're ahead us, of us, only by, so, by seven points. So we, we beat them. We leapfrog them. Chicago, another team that's in front of us. We have to beat them to leapfrog them. Also not a great team. Then we have Cincinnati. That's going to be a tough game. Then yeah. we have Charlotte at home and Charlotte away. Again, Charlotte not that great a team. We could take both of those games also. So looking place. at the schedule that we have right now, if we can manage to beat or draw with LAFC and just maybe lose either to Orlando or Cincinnati and win the other game, like we have a chance. Is it a guarantee? No. Would I put my house on it? No. But am I going to be like Steve and say, let it go? It's over? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I still think that there's a viable chance of us making the playoffs. And if we beat LAFC on Sunday, I'm going to feel a lot better about us making the playoffs. But we, we hopefully we don't lose because we got three games that I'm worried about losing, and we could only lose one of them, LAFC, Orlando, and Cincinnati. But if we can manage to just lose one of those three, I think we're still in good shape. Well, and I think that the two games at the end, which a lot of people are, are critiquing uh, against Charlotte, those are going to be critical. And I yeah. think just based on where the standings are, you might see Messi, my friends, playing on some fake grass. That might happen this year. Well, one thing that could throw a wrench in the whole playoff thing, if we win the Open Cup and we have two cups, like two trophies this year, even for me at that point, it's like, man, if it if you're going to be like killing your players at the same time, like yeah. maybe you want to ease up a little bit. Maybe we can win some of these games without Messi or Busquets or, you know, rest some of the guys. But I think the priorities already have shifted since we won one trophy. If we win yeah. two trophies, I think they completely shift. I think at that point, you're just like, you know, let's just, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. But we got two trophies. We're, we're, we're solid this year. And to be honest, who had us winning any trophies? I do. Uh, I do hate the Cups. Yes, I do. Rob Wise, 100%. And I hate the U.S. Open Cup. The League's Cup, I like a little more. The U.S. Open Cup, I completely despise, 100%. I I think it's so foolish that you like the League's Cup, and I imagine because the Mexican teams are involved. But like, Because you're playing against top-flight teams. Well, yeah. I mean, but, like, you're talking about the U.S. Open Cup, which happens to have, like, the most historical, like, you know, tie. Like, in the United States of football. 
right? I'm working on football versus soccer, guys. So it's got the most historical tradition in the United States of America. The cup has been around since 1914, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But the MLS yeah. has only been around for like 27 years. Who the hell cares what happened before those 27 years? I, I I'd like care. to care. I don't like care to... if the Fort Lauderdale Strikers at some point made a final. I have no idea if they did or not, but I don't give a crap what happened with the U.S. Open Cup. How many plumbers do you think were on those soccer teams that played in the first U.S. Open, in, in the first U.S. Open tournament? Like plumbers <laughs> and construction guys, like that's look, their I, primary job. Look, I don't, I don't want to keep pooping on the trophy. I, I understand. Look, winning a trophy is awesome. And again, I, I said it. Yeah, maybe you I take it super critical. It. If if we win it, I'm gonna celebrate it. We got two trophies. F it. It is what it is. But would I prefer us not to be in that tournament next year? Yeah, I don't give a crap. And just to be clear, and I think I've said this before, Data historically doesn't give a crap about the open cup. He gave a crap about it because he was already in the semifinals when he took the job. Don't be surprised when next year we go out there and we have Uyoa playing striker for the for the opening cup against Miami FC. Like, don't be surprised when this happens because Tata doesn't give a crap about that trophy. All right, he didn't care about it when he had with when he was with Atlanta. And next year that we're gonna play in international tournaments, he's not gonna give a crap about it next year. So if you want Miami FC to ever win it, at least in the Tata era, it needs to be now because we ain't winning it next year. Well, and and Richard Greenberg's mentioning that he thinks that you're just scared of Miami FC, which I think is a thousand percent valid. Thousand percent valid, and yeah. Rohan is also mentioning that he thinks everyone was a plumber. I agree. Either plumbers, <laughs> construction guys. Hey, look, yeah. look, be careful the way you talk about my man Super Mario. That's one of my favorite superheroes. Yeah. And yes, he's a yeah. superhero. <laughs> That's right. I said it. He's a superhero. Super Mario's a superhero. What do you think about Campana with the bleached hair? Mike V with the with the golden comment here. Campana Did didn't you? have bleached hair. I mean, not Campana. Uh, what's his name? Drake Callender. Drake. Drake got to change that back. Drake, dude, I love you, but dude, change that back. I can't yeah, stand that bleach the... hair look. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. You're getting Super a Mario is a super. Look, Super Mario is a superhero. You got... He, he got... can, he can like, me. throw fireballs. When you give him the star, he can dominate absolutely anybody. I'm sorry. He's more of a superhero than Batman. I'll tell you that. No, I... And when he gets that feather, forget about it. It's a oh, wrap yeah, he, for he, all he you guys. Fly? <laughs> what other superhero can fly? Spider-Man can't fly. Captain America can't fly. Batman can't fly. Yeah, uh, Batman can't do anything. So yeah, I'm not sure no, how this well, Batman this, sucks. Super Mario, by far, <laughs> the best superhero there is. All right. Um, anything else? Because I, I think we covered the game. We covered the playoffs. I still yeah. think there's a chance. Um. And then we got LAFC. We're hoping to have a LAFC uh, guest. We've contacted two people. One, the scheduling. We have an issue. We're trying to figure that out, the scheduling issue. And the other one uh, hasn't written back yet, so we'll see. Um, so we definitely are going to try to have an LAFC uh, guest on to preview that game, hopefully tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a jam-packed week. Uh, we're going to have the LAFC preparation. We're going to have the post-game post-game match on LAFC. I, I, I recorded a little bit of today's game, so I'll probably be working on a vlog that we're going to upload hopefully by tomorrow morning. So, you know, check that out, guys. Yeah, that too. All right. Um, somebody's the negative energy in the chat. We're going to lose to LAFC. I hope not. Um, and look, I'm not forgetting my your boy Luigi. I was Luigi for uh, for Halloween last year. So, no, I'm not forgetting about Luigi. Luigi's my boy also. 
I just want to mention something. This guy, Durr, that's in the comments, you have not commented once in the last 48 minutes, and the one contribution you have is Super Mario Noob. What's I don't know noob? if that's great. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I'm just going to let I... that sit there, guys. I'm going to let uh, that sit there, guys. He just asked me, what is a noob? Should I answer that? Should you answer that? I don't know. I don't know. What How can I answer now. if I don't know what it is? No, I'm talking. About, I'm talking. To, I'm talking to the chat. I'm uh, not talking to you. I'm talking to the chat. I don't know if I should even answer that. <laughs> and people are killing me on the Super Mario thing. Super Mario. If you think Batman's a superhero, Super Mario has to be a superhero. He literally has superpowers when he takes the star. When he has the little power ups. Come on, man. I'd take Peach over Batman, honestly. Oh All my right. goodness! But Batman has gadgets. So does Inspector Batman Gadget. Do you like think a, him at, uh, Inspector Gadget does also? Do you like him? Do you want him protecting your your world? I don't want Inspector Gadget protecting me. <laughs> Danny is the oldest under forty. I, I look, I'm not that far under forty. I am. I'm about a, a two years away from forty, so I'm not that young. Is Iron Man a superhero, Danny? No, he's not. <laughs> wow, he's you just, are having. He's the just rich. <laughs> I'm just saying, super. I'm not Superman. Batman, Batman and Iron Man, frauds. Frauds, frauds, frauds. They're just rich. That's it. That's all. Anyway, we got completely off topic. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Chris? Uh, you're going to be canceled by the whole chat in the comment section <laughs> on YouTube for not knowing what noob means and for saying Super Mario is a, is a, is a superhero. Uh, but this is going to be a fun-filled week, my friends. Look out yeah. for a lot of Bad or Heron's content. Thank you guys so much for kicking it with us. And since you're still here, guys, if you haven't done so, go ahead and uh, work that thumb out, like and subscribe, all that great stuff. Uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Subscriber count dropping after that take. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe. no, it's we're done. We're done, Danny. You got us canceled completely. And because looks, look, to top it all off, Super Mario's from Brooklyn. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm sorry, guys. It just is what it is. All right. If you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please review, give five stars, share, subscribe, all that other stuff on audio. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. We appreciate you as always. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. And if you were part of the chat, as always, you guys are our favorite parts of the chat. And also, I realized I was chatting with some people last road game during the game like on here i didn't know we could do that so during yeah. the lafc game jump on here i'll have the thing open already and we could just talk about the game as the game's going on it's like a yeah. huge chat like i had no idea yes, that we is. can chat during the game so go ahead and and uh yeah from flatbush i think he might be from browns i don't know i don't know where he's from uh he's from in brooklyn so go ahead and jump on this chat, and we'll talk. We'll talk during the game. I didn't know this was a thing. I thought it was pretty cool that we can kind of just talk about the game in a, in a huge chat. So, anyway. All right. Uh, well, hopefully we can get somebody on here from LAFC, and we'll let you guys know. Just keep up with us on Twitter. But until the next one, have a good one. Peace.